Okay, well, we're back for another AmeriCorps Connections, AmeriCorps Alumni uh, podcast. We had a little bit of technical difficulty in the beginning, but we figured it out. Um, I'll have to double check. I don't think Mercury is retrograde, but maybe it's <laughs> about to go retrograde. But the moon is moving from Cancer, which is an emotional sign, into Leo, which is all about me and celebration signs. So this is going to be a great conversation. I'm super excited to have my new guest, uh, Libby McClayton with us. And you all going to find out through this conversation that like our worlds are kind of intertwining and it's really hysterical and funny. Um, so before we get started, though, for those of you that are new, welcome to AmeriCorps Connections. AmeriCorps is actually a federal program that you can go through and it's a you can pick your service journey. You can, you know, if you go through the podcast interviews, you can do an NCCC, you can do a VISTA, you can do a city year, you can do a teacher for America. There's, there's a flavor for everybody in service and, um, you know, recruitment time is, is now, um, and the benefits of going through the service project is in, in the way I think about it is that you're connected to over 1.3 million alumni who have gone through this program, but you get benefits like an education award at the end of your service year that you can use towards continuing education or outward bound explorations, which I'm going to have to get somebody on the podcast that did that and uh, talk about how they use their education award to do. Um, I know somebody that did a, a canoe trip through Alaska. Um, so I'm Nikki Fiaco, and I'm the founder and brainchild of AmeriCorps Connections. And really, my mission is just to try to connect with as many AmeriCorps alumni as I possibly can. Um, like I said, there's 1.3 million of us out there. And we all share a similar but different experience of service. The service that you experience in NCCC is extremely different than what you you experience from a city year or, um, or a state and national program. But I want to hear all the stories. But what I'm really excited about is where people are now and what you're doing. And it's just so inspiring for me to chat with and and share and lift up the stories of how people went through their service year and where they found the connections to land where they are and continue to make change in their community, um, become leaders. Um, so I'm very excited. I can go on and on. But and then also before we get started, thank you, Dan Medivere, for of course um getting us on all the podcast um platforms. I could have not done that myself. So Dan is a huge supporter. Dan, I got my mic. Um, so this is hopefully coming through really good for you. Um, all right. So with no further ado, I'm very excited to be connected with uh, Libby McClayton. And um, Libby and I, Libby reached out to me on LinkedIn. If you want to get connected to this podcast, it's like the best way to reach out to me. But Libby, let's, I want to ask you first where you're, where you're, where did you serve? What program did you serve? And then I'm going to ask you the big question. Sure. Um, so I served two years. Uh, the first year I served at the office of mayor, office of the mayor in Baltimore um, in the Recovery Corps initiative. Um, the second year I served at Children's Hunger Alliance in Dayton, Ohio. I love hearing two service years because it's like kind of like when you get into AmeriCorps, you're like, what did I get myself into? And then I love to hear that people are like, yeah, give me more. So before we dive into your service year, I'm going to start this podcast off just a little bit differently because I'm kind of on a crusade, um, but I want to hear what you're super excited about, like just in your regular life, like not service or whatever, whatever it is. What are you excited about? 
Sure. So I recently bought a condo. So it's kind of like an open slate, um, you know, getting things um, together, getting things organized, trying to find artwork. Um, so it's really cool. And I mean, it was a, a long time coming, you know, saving and doing all that, doing research. So it, it feels great to actually be moved in and, and settled. Oh my gosh. I'm going to do a Zoom reaction <laughs> that is so excellent congratulations that has got to be just a really great feeling um that's great okay I'm glad that I opened the open the interview with that because that puts us all in like a pretty cool pretty cool kind of vibration so mm -hmm. excellent com congratulations um okay so you did two years of service one in Baltimore and in the mayor's office and then the other one was what did you say it was again this youth yeah, it was, it. yeah, it's with Children's Hunger Alliance, Children's Hunger. Um, teaching nutrition and PE. So with a nonprofit. So you were down in Baltimore and then you went up to Ohio? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I was looking for programs that were like centered around nutrition. Um, and that was where it seemed to be the best fit. And I've always kind of been on the East Coast. So I wanted to try something new. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how did you find your AmeriCorps um, opportunity? And uh, yeah, let's let's just start from the beginning. How did you find out about AmeriCorps? So I knew a little bit about, um, so my brother had served right after high school in city year. Um, so I knew a little bit about that kind of service. Um, and I knew about like Peace Corps because I feel like everybody just kind of knows about Peace Corps. Um, and then when I, I did a little more digging on my own, um, and then I found just AmeriCorps, um, just, you know, through different just position searches, AmeriCorps mm -hmm. pops up in search engines. Um, then you don't have to necessarily be on the AmeriCorps portal. Like you could see it on Indeed, um, like Google, Google Jobs. So you found AmeriCorps through a portal and you applied. And so you went into this uh, Balti uh, uh, Baltimore city. And what'd you do there? So with the Office of the Mayor Recovery Corps program, um, I kind of worked a lot with capacity building. Um, so one of the things I did a lot of was community outreach. Um, we did a center-wide talent show um, there. And so we had, um, you know, the people, they were clients at a recovery center. So, um, they did a lot of performances, um, and things like that. And we got outside donations and outside support there as well. Um, and we had another, um, we had an C program actually come out and volunteer. So that was great too, because I was a VISTA and then I met some C members come out and volunteer. So it was a really great success. Um, I also helped start a community garden, um, it was more therapeutic um, for everybody involved. Um, so people, it was two centers, two recovery centers and community members, you know, came by, saw us out gardening and it kind of grew uh, from there through the Adopt a Lot program um, that Baltimore City does. And um, where did your interest in nutrition come from? So I've always kind of been interested in kind of like healthy living, healthy, um, you know, eating. Um, I mean, I'm a vegan. I don't necessarily promote that to everybody, but I have, you know, looked into different nutrition and the importance of fruits and vegetables for everybody, um, regardless of whether you, you know, eat meat or not. Um, so I, I know that that definitely is, is helpful, especially, um, what children's hunger Alliance focused on is, you know, children, because, you know, you need adequate food, good food to succeed in schools. So it worked a lot in like after school programs. Um, 
in addition to like me teaching, they also provided like meals to the students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. Oh, maybe we can have like a nutritional mastermind or something for AmeriCorps alums. That would be amazing. So when you went to um, Ohio and you did the, um, the, the, the kids program. um, So first of all, you finished your Vista service year. And then when you went up to Ohio, was it Vista again, or was it, what, what kind of service was it? So with state national, um, I wanted to do more direct service um, because I had experience like Vista's more indirect service, like capacity building, trying to help sustain the organization. But state national programs tend to be more hands on, you know, hands on boots on the ground kind of work. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who are not familiar with Vista, it's Volunteers in Service to America. And actually, fun fact, it's older than AmeriCorps. Uh, Vista was in the 60s and AmeriCorps was established in the early 90s. Um, And yes, uh, AmeriCorps State and National, that's what the program that I went through. And it is much more hands on. You're in there. Um, And so what 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 did your service year look like with um, your state and national? So I was teaching on nutrition education and as well as physical education to students, uh, mostly Mm -hmm. elementary school, some some middle school schoolers in the mix, um, which was which is always fun to work with kids. Um, I feel like sometimes kids are in some ways wiser than adults. Um, (laughs) And you can tell like, you know, they they have a lot of empathy, which I think sometimes Mm -hmm. gets lost as people get older, not not because, you know, not on purpose, I think you know, people get busy and, you know, they forget that everybody, you know, everybody's a person and it's nice to have that, um, you know, that interaction with people. I love that. Um, I've never thought about that kids being with empathy, but I think you're right. Like I, you know, you you get jaded. (laughs) Yeah. That was the word I was trying to think of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You get a little bit like, Oh, okay. Um, but you know, I think that's something that this world needs more of. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I do feel like, I remember when we all, when the pandemic hit and we all went virtual and I was so like stressed out to get on the zoom calls on time and and everything had to be right. And then the next thing, you know, you see somebody's kid running around the background, the dog is barking, the camera's upside down. And I just feel like we got much more space and grace, um, to be imperfect. Right. And to Mm -hmm. also like understand that others like we're all imperfect and and that is okay. We're all showing up in the best way that we possibly can. Um, and so was your service year, was in, in uh, was that for a year that you spent up there? Yep, that was a year. In the Buckeye State? Yes, <laughs> I was in um, Dayton, uh, Ohio for the most part. Um, and so uh, we, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say a little bit in Cincinnati, but mostly in Dayton. What's something that you, uh, maybe something that stands out from that service year? Um, I think something that really, really stood out to me was kind of being able to, you know, establish boundaries, I guess. Um, Mm. I think there were times during that year that I was a little bit overworked, stressed, as as many AmeriCorps members (laughs) feel. Um, And I, since I was kind of new to the, the, you know, the workforce I guess I didn't really know how to say no or, you know, ask for help. Um, so that's one thing that I definitely like encourage people to do is is ask for help when they need it. And also, um, you know, just kind of have boundaries, um, kind of know your limits so that you don't end up, you know, stressed and over overworked and exhausted. And, and, and then it kind of 
when that happens, you know, you kind of forget, you know, why you're there sometimes. So it's good to, you know, make, make sure that you're taking care of yourself as well. Yeah, that is such a good point. And for anybody that's listening to this, because you are in service right now, um, if you do feel like you're getting stretched or um, pressed to do things that, and and we never want you to go in and say, that's not within my, that's not my job, right? That's not what it's about. But sometimes AmeriCorps members could be placed in a situation where they're kind of doing the stuff that nobody else really wants to do. And if it's, if it's not in your direct, like, uh, project scope, um, it's a really great opportunity, just like Libby said, to like, learn how to put those boundaries around, um, professionally. Right. And if, if people need help understanding how to do that, like, I'm happy, like reach out to me on LinkedIn and help you. I've recently put boundaries up. Um, but obviously Libby, you have, um, have lived the experience as well. So, but it is so important. And, and, you know, I, I listened to a, a podcast addict for those of you that who've listened to this before you all know that. Um, and, um, I've, I, they talk about like life work balance and they say, there's kind of not really a balance. There's kind of like, sometimes you just have to do a lot of life and sometimes you have to do a lot of work and that's okay, but you don't have to do a lot of both, right? Like if your life is calling you, then we need to all just kind of stay, take a step back. So I think that's such a good point. Such a good point. Um, Now, did you have plans to definitely come back down here to Maryland or did something else pop up and you're like, yeah, I'm going home. Yeah, I think I kind of, I mean, no offense, Midwest is great, but it, um, I feel like uh, Maryland was, it's it's just more my speed. Uh, I love Maryland. It's just so fun, you know, and you did land in one of, I, I, I don't know stats. I don't know. PG or, or you're in Montgomery County. And that's mm-hmm. like, you know, that's kind of a hub for Washington, D.C. That's it's like a super vibrant spot in um in maryland so i can imagine that the pace in um you know parts of ohio was just a little bit different for you so so you finished your two service years amazingly you know finished a vista year um and then you finished your um state and national you came back to maryland what brought you back to maryland did you have a job lined up like what did you do during your service year to prepare to come back to maryland so I didn't have a job like lined up right away. Um, but then, you know, through the, you know, the search process, I I ended up at a nonprofit um, community action council um, in Howard County. Um, and so I worked with the Head Start program um, and I was a health program assistant. So it was very similar to the work that, cool. I, <laughs> that I did in AmeriCorps. So um, I would coordinate like the vision, dental screenings, and I would uh, write in like uh, health alerts. Um, so if students had food allergies, something like that, um, I would just, you know, make sure that was all documented. And, um, I also helped with the eat, play, grow. They had a nutrition curriculum they did for the preschool kids. So I helped, um, the instructor, you know, get everything ready for that program. I bet they saw your application come through and they were so excited. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. just like, Everything that we want is in this person. That's so great. And then you were there for a little bit. What were some of the things that you learned during your experience with the um, the Head Start program? 
Yeah. So that, that was a really cool experience to be, to work with all those, all the different kids that were there in the program. Um, it also gave me a good balance of being in the office versus being out with the kids. Cause I had the opportunity to do both. Like when I was planning for things, getting their, um, you know, vision and health screenings organized, but then I'd go on site and actually help them run those things. So it was nice to kind of have like it's like the best of both worlds in a way, because you, yeah. you were able to do both. And I really liked that. Yeah, that's, that's so exciting. And was there something that you, so you, you moved on from that. And I see that you volunteer with the MS, the National MS Society. So Brittany, I'm gonna have to look her up. She's a, oh yeah, I, I used to work there um, before this job. Oh, get out of So town. I knew Brittany. So, I know Brittany. <laughs> that's so, okay. So the purpose of this podcast is to bring AmeriCorps members together. And I interview, what's Brittany's last name? I'm trying to- uh, McGarry? Up. Yes, Brittany McGarry. Um, I interviewed her, I think maybe number four, number five. She was one of the first ones that jumped on. And it's crazy because Libby worked with her too. So this is the power of AmeriCorps. Yeah. <laughs> we need to lean into this network and see where everybody is. So did you work for them or did you just volunteer with them? Uh, I worked over there for like about four years. That's excellent. Um, and then I'm I'm literally just going through your LinkedIn right now because I, next up is yoga instructor. So let's link service to yoga. <laughs> I think we can do that. I definitely think we can do that. That would be cool. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it, like, absolutely, because you're opening up all your chakras and you're opening up the, you know, and clearing things out. And then you're, then you're available for service. You're available for empathy. You're available for compassion. Um, so what drew you to yoga? I'd love to hear that story. Sure. So, um, prior to, um, my job at the MS society, I had a job, um, I was an associate director of an AmeriCorps program. So, Hey, more AmeriCorps for me. Um, and, and I was in DC, um, and so moving from, you know, Columbia, which is like a suburb to DC, it was more like hustle and bustle. Like I was taking, you know, public transit, which in Columbia, not, not much of it <laughs> over yeah. there. So I, I kind of needed some, like a refuge. Um, so I started to just kind of take classes at mm. different studios that had intro offers and things, <laughs> and things of that nature. And then, you know, I decided, hey, I really like this. This is a really good stress relief tool for me. Um, and so I decided to take a yoga teacher training originally just to kind of deepen my practice. I didn't really mm -hmm. have an intention of of teaching. Um, but then it turns out that I just ended up teaching. I, I was like, hey, I kind of miss, you know, teaching and, and kind of spreading the joy of yoga to other people. Um, so yeah, then I just started teaching. <laughs> You're like a natural teacher everywhere you go. You're like, I'm just going to teach nutrition. I'm just going to teach health. I'm going to teach yoga. So are you teaching now? Are you practicing? So I'm practicing and I'm I'm teaching now at, at one studio uh, still in Columbia, but um, I'm going to try to teach more here. Um, I'm in like the North Bethesda area. So try to find a, another studio to teach that's closer as well. This is just another way that our lives have intertwined. Um, I did a yoga teacher training. I was four hours away from graduating and then my work took me away and I couldn't finish with my oh. certificate. <laughs> but um, I same sort of thing for me. I was like, I love yoga. And the teacher 
certification process was beautiful. I mean, it just like, uh, I mean, yoga to me is, is, um, if, if, if I don't know what to do, I just do yoga. Right. Mm -hmm. I just, it's just, you know what I, and, and then, and then sometimes I'll see things for like retreats and stuff. And they're like, you know, go do not retreats, but recently I was at a conference and they were like morning yoga. And I'm like, I can't do that in my, the same stuff that I'm going to wear to the conference. Like if I'm going (laughs) to do my yoga, I'm going to do my yoga, you know, and I always Mm -hmm. end up in a deep meditation. Um, but I just feel like it really, it, you know, yoga is preparing yourself for meditation. Like that's, that's the purpose of doing yoga. It's not to, you know, have awesome abs and a nice butt and like, you know, not flabby, um, triceps. Um, but it really just moves all the energy through your body and you can feel it. Um, yeah, I'll share a real quick story. I may cut it out. Who knows? But, um, I was doing yoga regularly and then my stepfather passed away. This was several years ago. And every time I did yoga, I would just end up crying. I would be in a heap in a puddle and I couldn't get through my yoga practice. And I had to stop doing yoga for like a year and a half until finally I brought myself back to the mat. And I was like, I think I can do this. And, you know, I I, like, and so it's crazy that like, it brings out, do you find like, do you find yourself like feeling things kind of bubbling up and processing stuff? Yeah, I think a lot for me, it's in Shavasana where you're lying down Mm. on the mat and, you know, you're trying to, you know, be in the moment, be present, but then because you're not physically moving, then your mind's like, oh, I got to make up for that. Checklist, (laughs) checklist, checklist. And so then sometimes I get upset and I'll cry, like, yeah, I'll cry too. And it'll be things I might not even like think I'm upset about. And apparently I am. Yeah, to some extent, you know, if I'm crying about it on my mat, but it, I mean, it does, it does, it gives you the opportunity to do that, which I mean, Mm -hmm. you might not have done that otherwise. And a lot of times I do need that cry, whether I knew it or not. Uh, um, So many times when I have kind of a, I guess acute, an acute pain in my body, um, like I haven't, I've, I've been having this pain in my hip. And so I've been doing a little research. I'm like, what? what, what energy do you hold in your hip? And then once you kind of are like, oh, that's envy or that's anger. And then you're like, but I don't feel envious or anger. Mm -hmm. Like what? And then you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me think about that. And then I kind of like meditate, you know, do a little practice and then meditate about it. And then sure enough, that pain is gone. And, and I, I do think that yoga helps us just process those things through the body. <laughs> we could do a yoga practice for America alum. I don't know. This yeah, that would be fun. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, okay. So you're doing yoga. Love that you're still doing yoga. What else? Um, so tell me, let's go to like, kind of like where you are, what are you doing now? And how do you think that your service year was kind of a, we can already see the thread going through. Right. Um, but how do you think that what you're doing now? Um, and I definitely want to touch on break a difference because I think it's funny that both of us are <laughs> part of that pro part of that organization. Shout out to Brian Pham, um, and all his peeps. Um, yeah. So where are you now? And how do you think that your service year was, um, kind of a thread through that? 
So I'm the service learning coordinator on the Rockville campus of Montgomery College um, in Maryland. Um, so yay, service learning. So, I mean, it's very similar um, to, you know, volunteering, um, except, you know, you add the reflection piece to that, um, just kind of reflecting on on what you did and, and how you made an impact and just what you learned um, about the community and, and where you served. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I really enjoy my job right now. It's great to work with students, um, especially. Um, I feel like that's how I became involved in service. Um, the reason I signed up for AmeriCorps was I did an alternative uh, winter break. Um, and it it was really like an eye-opening experience for me, really working. We worked in um, homelessness in D.C., uh, my college was in New Jersey, by the way. So it was like a, <laughs> for some people, it was a longer yeah. trip than it was for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, yeah. And it was really uh, a good way to realize, you know, homeless people are, are people. People. Uh, we had a dinner and we cooked dinner um, for, for the homeless. And it was just, it was great to hear from, from everybody and just connect with people, hear their stories, and just know that they, a lot of them have really, really good hearts. And one of the, one of the people I talked to, she was like, you know, I may not have a lot, but I have a good heart and I'm always generous. And I, and that really, really touched me when she said that. Um, Cause I think it, it gave me a, a new sense of gratitude um, just for being here every day and, and being alive. Wow. I mean, that's a powerful statement. Just having somebody say, um, you know, I don't have much, but I have a good heart. But isn't that all we, when it comes down to it, don't we all really only have like love? Because people aren't going to remember what you give them or what you say, but they're going to remember how they, how you made them feel. And mm -hmm. if, if you're, if you're blocked off or, you know, you don't, you're not giving and not giving in the sense of giving material things or, or financial, but just giving in the sense of attention, um, that that's, it's tremendous that mm -hmm. she's a, and, and also that like, thank God that she still sees her value. Right. Cause somebody in that position could feel like I have nothing, you know, to offer this world. Um, and so you're in Montgomery, Mont Montgomery college, mm -hmm. um, service learning. And so what, in your role, um, do you help um, faculty members incorporate service learning or what exactly do you do with the service learning aspect of your role? Sure. So I do a bunch of different things. So one of the things I do is help faculty that might have a service learning component in their course. Um, I help the students, you know, help place them in organizations, help just, you know, do presentations, let them know what service learning is, you know, because they might not know what it is. Um, I also just kind of help with, there's a program called Impact MC um, that looks at the sustainable development goals and students in that program design a project around one of the goals um, that they pick. Uh, we had a group last year do um, good health and well-being. So their project was healthy eating on the budget and they work with uh, Maryland uh, SNAP education um, to just kind of get uh, healthy meals out there to students good recipes, good tips, how to, how to save money when you cook because, and save time. Um, because that's often a, a, pro, a, you know, an issue with everybody, you know, how do I have time to cook? How do I have the money to pay for it? Like what's some tips I could use? 
Um, and then we also have, um, since our, in our college, um, service learning is under student life. So we mm -hmm. will have um, spirit of service days, which are um, days okay. of service. Um, we did one homeless resource day. We did one at a farm, uh, one on financial literacy. So all different topics so people can find uh, what's interesting to them. And we also do alternative breaks. Um, and we did one to Puerto Rico this past spring. Um, so that was fun. Um, we helped rebuild some houses after Hurricane Maria and did some rainforest work and, you know, incorporated a little bit of tourism in there too. Um, so that was awesome. Wow. You have a lot going on and a lot to coordinate, like so many people to keep track of. And I love how you brought in the sustainable development goals. Um, that was when in, in 2017, 2008, 2017, um, my eyeballs were open. My brain was broken. Um, that's when I realized like volunteerism was an actual industry and it went all the way from like nonprofits to corporations and shout out to realized worth, um, Chris Jarvis and Angela Parker, who, found something in me and for some reason just decided that like I needed to be part of the impact 2030 um, sustainable, sustainable development goals, um, regional leader. And um, I was able to go to the United Nations and be part of a con like a, a national in international conference and have this conversation about these sustainable development goals. Um, that's very exciting. And you guys are a community college here in Maryland and you're on this, you know, it, it's fantastic. I love this. Yeah. And it, it's great because I think we're one of the, I think we are the most diverse community college in the 48 continental states. I think there's one in like Hawaii that <laughs> beats us out, but yeah. yeah. So it's great. Um, I meet That's students so from cool. everywhere, all different perspectives. It's, it's really oh awesome. Um, is there anything else that you want to just lift up or share um, anything that you're working on professionally, personally, that you would just love our audience to know about? Sure. Um, so I am on the AmeriCorps alums DC board. Um, and so I recommend after anybody does service, you get a, a you know, get connected to your board. Um, if anyone is in the DC area, we are accepting applications through tonight. Um, November 3rd to be on the board yeah a lot okay. of times we do extend the deadline so it might you might see it extended till a couple weeks um, but yeah so there's different uh, positions professional development um, service service fundraising um, and there's one that I seems to oh a service <laughs> volunteering <laughs> the service um, chairs and there's different events um, that they do some are social, some are service, some are professional development. So even if you don't want to be on the board and you just want to attend an event, that's cool too. Like you can attend events, see what you like best, and then maybe be on the board or put an application in. I love that. So that's so funny. Um, I was at an event in DC for uh, Serve DC. It was all their all cores event where they invited alumni and then current members. So I met Jackie Searly. Searly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's on um, the service chair of the yep. board. And then Callie Moore. Uh, we mm -hmm. reconnected. We were connected through the Do Good Institute at University of Maryland. Um, and th you guys are thriving. Like the, the DC chapter is really kicking butt right now. So 
Um, I don't, the podcast won't come out until after the deadline, but if you're listening and you're interested in connecting with the DC folks, definitely reach out to Libby or um, I can put the other names in the, the podcast descriptions. And, um, and also Josh, I think, um, Jordan, Jordan Sandman. Um, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's with the DC commission. And then we have, our friend um, Jameer Jones that have has just um, come in from Philadelphia. Um, so this is exciting, Libby. This is great. I love the shout out to the DC chapter, and it's a way to stay connected and and it's a way to network. You know, you never know um, who's looking for what, right? Like um, somebody might be looking for a consultant. Somebody might might be looking a, a job position opening. So it's important for us all to stay together. Um, so what are the questions that I like, is there anything else? I just want to make sure you're able to share everything. Um, I think that was the one thing that I was going to really promote. Excellent. And if you're in the, how, where are you, uh, where's your yoga classes? Oh, my classes are in Columbia, Maryland right now. I teach a weekend wind down class on Sundays, uh, 4.30 to 5.30. It's supposed to fight the Sunday scaries away. <laughs> So Love it's, like, it. it's a mixture, like the beginning's more like vinyasa, like a flow, but then I um, add like some restorative, very yin-like poses towards the end. So, you know, you can chill into the week a little bit after you, you know, you do your, uh, the workout portion or the, you know, more gotta physical. Lo- yep. Gotta love that yin energy. That's like, for the, for those folks that don't know it, it's more like watery. It's more like relaxing it's more feminine it's just a little bit more like huh. it's a more it's um, a more softer yeah a little softer softer yoga than those the crow pose when you're holding your crow and then you go to headstand that was like one of my favorite things to do um okay so big question i always like to close it out and gives me ideas of like what i should plan in the future what do you what do you see for us you know there's 1.3 million uh americorps alumni and we're all over the place, but we're powerful and we're strong and we're smart and we're leaders and we're also just uplifters. What do you, what would you love to see for us as an alumni group? That is a great question. Um, One thing that I'd like to see is more of the connections from like AmeriCorps programs to AmeriCorps alums, like uh, chapters, um, mm. because I think sometimes people don't know about it or they don't necessarily know what the the point of an AmeriCorps alums chapter is. Um, yeah. They kind of do their service here and then, you know, go to school or, you know, do some something else. So I think it would be cool if there was like some way to better connect AmeriCorps members to those, those local chapters. And then I feel like on a, a more national level, it would be cool if we could do more professional development mm. opportunities together um, and just kind of, I mean, and we're such a vast network that everybody, I mean, everybody or not everybody, whoever wanted yes. to contribute could contribute. Um, and it, there's probably a specialist in one, any topic you could think of. So that would be really cool and a, and a good way to meet other people um, in your region and also nationwide that, you know, do the same work as you or maybe do something that you might want to do like at a later time. I love this. I love everything about this. And you're absolutely right. I mean, I've recorded over 30 interviews with AmeriCorps alums and everybody's doing something different in, in a different field. Um, the podcast that just came out on uh, 
November 3rd, um, uh, Jason with Jason Rose, and he's working for state transportation, but it directly relates back to his NCCC year. The way that he is like, is um, thinking about expansion in transportation, he's he's bringing the thread through from his NCCC year and being out in, you know, the tents in the mountains and all that stuff. So um, I agree, like, we just need to connect. Everybody is in some field somewhere, somehow. And so I love those ideas. Libby, this has been absolutely wonderful. And um, I think it's funny that we're going to probably run into each other during our nine to five jobs. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Is, I like to call this my, my, my seven to 11 job. <laughs> then I have my <laughs> nine to five. Um, so thank you so much for jumping on the podcast. I know we had to move some schedules around, but it worked out. And for those of you out there, um, thank you so much for listening to the AmeriCorps Connections podcast. Please, if this was interesting, you're excited about this, you laughed at some of the stupid things that I said, share with people, subscribe. It makes a difference. It actually really makes a difference. So thank you. And we'll be back with another AmeriCorps alums uh, next week. Thanks so much. See ya. Bye. Thank you for having me.